So you got to count down three, two, one, and then okay. start the intro. Ready? Take it away. No, you. No, 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 no. You actually have to say three, two, one, so I can cut. Okay. <laughs> so I know. That's why I always say three, two, one. <laughs> I'm not just like saying it for posture reasons. Three, two, one. Welcome back, fellows, not fellows, non-binary cousins. To JM Radio. I'm your host today, apparently, Mike. Um, and with your co-host, with my co-host, Siegel. Hello, Hello. Siegel, how are you? That Hello, was so Mike. hard. It's a good thing I haven't done that. I'm uh, not made for that. You know, I, I said Mike should do the last one, because it just feels right. Um, I thought it would be better. I got you want to redo it? You wanna... No, it's fine. <laughs> okay. Trust we me. Be... Uh, so how you doing, Mike? Um... Good. We, we were. I was preparing, getting all sentimental for the last podcast the past week. Then we sit down to do it, and Siegel sounds like a an absolute ghost. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm just. We're not. We're not recording today. I might have COVID." I didn't. Turns out he he doesn't have COVID, but he was sick of some sort. I just yeah, I Uh, couldn't speak for like three or four days, and that's hard to do a podcast when you're just like this talking like this and i was like you, you know, know what what did you have i don't i don't think it was anything in particular i didn't like i'm in massachusetts so i still jesus christ but so i didn't go to like a doctor's office or anything so sore throat but like a really bad one that wasn't covid um but that that would have been the perfect way to tie the knot for this podcast if after three years of living in this hell i got covid but still That's what i was happened. gonna say it is, I mean, at least a COVID scare is like a very fitting way to end our podcast. Oh, sure. Just, I mean, just because it's, a, it's COVID year themed. This is, I mean, not to like dour the mood immediately, but this is year three of the pandemic now. I think like almost, I, I think guess it started so. in March, yeah. but like it is crazy that when we started the list, this playlist and our next episode is going to be like the final wrap up and talk about the playlist and our experiences with the podcast and everything. This will be the last playlist episode where we talk about music. Yeah. The last regular episode, but it is crazy. And we'll talk about this more in the pod, the playlist episode, uh, the final episode, but it's crazy that when we started the playlist in January of 2020, we didn't know about the pandemic that was, coming like there was like a thing like china has a disease or something at that point and then it was like two weeks that you have to stay inside and now it's just like mask wherever you go don't talk to people everyone's sick (laughs) everyone's sick there are waves of people getting sick oh now everything's gone now everything's back it's like uh, it's getting a little uh sickening now (laughs) it's not fun yeah it's a bit much um yeah, well, we have this last playlist episode, like you mentioned, like we've been doing to start up. And next week, we're going to, I guess, have a wrap up or like you said, we're going to reflect on the year, the podcast and have a little or we do want to talk about our bracket or you want to. The bracket's an interesting problem <laughs> because 52 doesn't work out to the two finalists that I thought it would. You need like 68 oh. songs. 
or to make a bracket work to two without bye weeks and stuff. So that might have to be a thing we try and deduce over on off air. Um, well, well, what gets bye weeks? Yeah, like does week one get bye weeks because it's the first? But it's like we're not ranking these songs. I think we can agree higher. to do some songs bye weeks. Like I know okay. one of those songs is Colorado. I think that deserves a bye. Yeah, and then it, but then it's like, how do I structure it to have bye weeks in it with four? It, it's a thing. I'll I'll show I'll show you pictures on how I people. Didn't, break I didn't think it, it would down. be that difficult. I thought that you could just find a site that's like a bracket maker and just put everything in it. You know what? I thought so too, but I was on my mom's iPad drawing brackets to try and figure out how to make it work and, and like looking at images and then I'm like going down March Madness and how people have bye weeks because the teams aren't even on both coasts or the rankings don't work out, so they have bye weeks and because they're a number one seed. It's a whole thing. I did, the world of brackets. Uh, but Bracketology, baby. It's almost, we'll figure- it's almost March Madness. Yeah, we'll figure something out, and we're going to have some sort of bracket thing that we talk about in the final episode where we're like, we break down the number one songs from each week and talk about them and be like, so there will be music. I think I want to, we should each do a top 10 of the other person's song. Would you be in for that? Top 10 for the other person's, like, for the whole year or just out of the number ones? No, just like the whole year. Your 10 favorites that I recommended. Oh jeez. Okay, I'll have to do some research on that. I, I mean, I like have a pretty good idea of what. That's why it's not. Maybe it's harder for you, but My I also have, like pre-podcast made. I was making a list of my favorites of yours. Wow. But I, yeah, I have I mean, a we don't playlist. Have to do it. I have a playlist called Best Mike M Picks. So yeah, I well, you can use that. that. Yeah, but that there's more than ten on there. So but I like my my opinions have also changed since doing this podcast. So it's like. I'll have to relook at it for sure. Your opinions are not allowed to change, Mike. It, they have to stay stagnant for the, your entire life. No evolving. There, there are some new songs, Seagull, that I've started to like. Oh, well. How dare well, you? I don't want to spoil it yet. <laughs> how dare you like new things? Um, I'm doing today's podcast al fresco. That means outside. I'm in is my that girlfriend's Italian? back room. I don't know what it is. Just the Mets announcers use it whenever they go, like, they do bring the booth like to the stands. Oh, okay. And Gary Cohen always says, We're out fresca. And I'm like, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Seagull, what's uh, been up? We've, we've uh, been bantering without guy. actually bantering. Uh, that's awesome. You saved the you waited <laughs> fifty weeks to say that joke. I say that every glad... time. I don't want I don't to talk think about the body... things. <laughs> I'm uh, glad you <laughs> good. Uh, what has been up? Uh, college started. Love it. Every second of it. It's great. Uh, sarcasm, if you can't read Me that. Me, an empath. You're being sarcastic. Um, <laughs> thank you, Mike. Uh, yeah, no, I haven't, I haven't done much. I'm reorganizing baseball cards because I'm a fucking loser. Because uh, that's what I do for in f- my fun time. Uh, yeah, I haven't. I want to watch Peacemaker, but I haven't got around to doing that yet. Oh, thank you for reminding me. Peacemaker is awesome. Oh, I watched sure the first four episodes. Yeah, it's actually really good. John Cena I... apparently is a good actor. <laughs> yeah, no, John Cena. I don't know when good. that. I don't know when that happens, but well, it's not the Marine. God damn, that movie. Sucks. Yeah, it's crazy to think that John Cena at one point, all I knew his acting from was the Marine, and now he's like in Peacemaker. Because he's allowed to be funny, which I think he's actually good at being like yeah. a goofy big guy, whereas The Rock is like 
the goofy, serious guy who can be funny sometimes. But I think John Cena is more funny than a lot of people give him credit. Yeah, John Cena. John Cena's starting place is funny. Yeah, I mean, it, um, Peacemaker's great. Everybody should go watch it. Um, I, I have a question because I think this is because I think this will come up naturally. I love James but, Gunn. No, I love James Gunn. James Gunn's amazing. He's my one of my yeah. favorite directors. No. I was going to ask you this because I think you're watching it and I want to hear why and how you're talking you like about it. Euphoria. Yeah. Yeah. How do you know I was watching? Oh, that's the song. Um, that, but you keep mentioning like dropping hints that you're watching it for like throughout the last week, I think. Oh. I think you texted me something and you're like, I just, I realized you were watching Euphoria. You might have mentioned it to me. And I was like, um, what what is the appeal of that show? Like I know people love it. I, I don't like understand it. And what is? I don't. Um, it's pretty good. I'm in my Phoebe showed it to me, who's my girlfriend. I don't know if I've mentioned her name on here. Um, but one of one of the main appeals to that show for me is that it's releasing weekly, and it's been so long since I've like had that experience of waiting for an episode week by week, and just it doesn't release it the whole time. Um, it's it's just a lot of fun to look forward to it each week. It's also pretty good. It's like I want you to imagine what like angsty filled, more aesthetically driven Degrassi would look like nowadays, this day and age. Just like this generation's Degrassi. Ugh. It's it has good music and it looks cool. Um, and there are a lot of serious themes involved. I don't think you would like it at all. I'll be straight up. I probably won't. Um, it's it's run, show run by Sam Levinson, who's Barry Levinson's son, which I know. He's a very distinct style that Barry Levinson does not have. So it's he was an angsty kid for sure. Everyone was an angsty kid. If you weren't, what were you doing? You had no other reason. It's your perfect time to be angsty as a kid. Listen oh, yeah, to punk euphoria. It's punk about music. feeling euphoric, whether it's drugs or being addicted to a person. Is it is it based in high school though? I mean, it's like the least high school high school of all time. I don't I don't remember when I told you I was watching Euphoria, but yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. I'm into it. I'm happy. I'm happy you're into it. Um, what have you been watching? Anything? No, I haven't watched. I I want to watch a Phil Tibbet movie uh, phil tibbet is a jesus christ a vfx guy who we're not going to get into that you want to deep dive into uh via visual effects and movies and early visual effects like i'm obsessed with with ray harryhausen and such i might do a podcast on that someday but uh yeah phil tibbet worked on star wars and all the middle uh miniatures like you see in those movies so he made a full cool. length stop motion film i love stop motion Oh, like the movie that I showed Mike today, Guillermo del Toro is making a Pinocchio stop motion movie. I love I those type of movies. When that trailer dropped, because that I've been staring at that Wikipedia, that IMDb page for like ten years. I didn't know it was a stop I was like, motion. I thought he was making like a full, like huge movie, and now it's like stop motion. Like I I'm never thought it would actually release. <laughs> yeah, it has been in development. I, I'm sad that all these like amazing directors are doing straight to streaming services releases, but I want to. That's fine. You I got, mean, Martin I Square, the Scorsese movie this year is going straight to Apple TV Plus. Is there anything more dire sounding than that? Wait, he's making another one? Like not the like Irish God one? for Tarantino. 
No, yeah, he's making another one. Oh, is that the one with uh, Brendan Killers Fraser? Killers of the Flower Moon? I think it's the one I with think Brendan he's in Fraser. It, yeah. yeah, like everyone's obsessed on the internet because Brendan Fraser is making like a big comeback. I support him 100%. I love Brendan Fraser. But, uh, yeah, we'll see if it's good. <laughs> I don't like Martin Scorsese. Oh, I mean, it'll probably be good. It's a Martin Scorsese movie. Yeah, we differ on that. I don't like Martin Scorsese that much. You're just like, I feel like you were no, too. I, I appreciate uh, like his, I appreciate all his work. I'm just like, not, I, I don't like gangster films in particular. It's just like, there's a formula and he follows them immaculately. But well, he has like, other eh. movies that aren't gangster movies. What? The <laughs> uh, Wolf of Wall Street is really good. Gangster-esque. The part is, is a gangster movie. Yeah. Um, the Wolf of Wall Street is not gangster-esque. It's about mob a mobster who run, who's in Wall Street. It's just like a different sort of... Gordon Belford wasn't a mobster. He was a sleazy guy. He's not a gangster. <laughs> sleazy it's, it's closer gangster. to like a Wall Street movie. Um, Silence was not a gangster movie, and that was pretty good. I don't know that one. He made that one that everyone didn't go see, which was the one, like, the Knights one with uh, Andrew Garfield and Adam Driver. I, we just did the thing. You, that's it. That's Silence. Oh. oh, I thought it was called, like, The Passenger or something. No, it, silence. silence is pretty good. But, uh... I, I, I admit I never saw that movie. So it was, that like, might three be... hours. I don't... I understand why people didn't see it. I'll probably never see that movie. <laughs> it's three hours. I saw it just because it was a Martin Scorsese movie. Um, Silence. What other... Taxi Driver is in a gangster movie, and it's okay. maybe his best movie. I admit, Taxi Driver is good. I forgot that was Scorsese. Yeah. Um, that was and Jodie Foster was in that as like a kid, wasn't she? Aviator is in a gangster movie. True. Okay, you you win. You win. <laughs> you win. Fine. But the other there's, a, there's a war on Martin Scorsese going on. You have to understand. I'm defensive. I, I never. I'm not going to be like, I hate him. I think he does amazing movies. I'm just personally not a guy who's like, I want to watch a gangster movie. That's fine. That's fine. I understand the that. The genre is like... Not, I can't even sit here and disagree that, like, sure, he's, he's he obviously skews towards gangster stuff. And I can obviously see why that would be boring over a while. You know, I think those are all pretty good movies. I think his soundtracks are great. I always oh, yeah, they're very good. Soundtracks, so... yeah. We should just have a movie podcast. He uses Dropkick Murphys and a few of his Boston... I think in The Departed. Can't go wrong Wolf with the Dropkick Murphy song. The Wolf of Wall Street has some awesome music choices. There's a scene where they use like a cover of Mrs. Robinson. Yes. Isn't that when he's like drunk and he's like stumbling? Or is that a different no. scene? That's when the FBI raids their uh, like firm or whatever and everybody gets arrested. Jeez. The fact that you remember like things in movies shocks me i don't remember I, anything <laughs> well i like that scene a lot that I okay. like, so i remember it the only scene i remember from that movie is he's him getting into the limo and he's like crawling the lambo yeah. not limo and he's like crawling that scene on the went floor. on for a while it was a bit but the practical effects in that scene are amazing because they make like the stairs longer when he's like so it looks like there's five stairs and then all of a sudden like you because he's drunk or whatever the stairs keep getting longer in the scene. It's very interesting yeah. how they did that. It was a Appreci good movie. We, we both appreciate good filmmaking. We come to that conclusion. Yeah. Shut up, Spectrum. Sorry. <laughs> what did emails. Spectrum do? Spectrum's terrible. Um, okay. We spent a yeah. lot of time leasing around. So hey, you, wanna, to... you don't know the intro. You don't know the, how to intro the weeks. 
because I have the names of the playlists and stuff. So I'll intro the weeks. What but, happened to your audio? This sounds really different now. Do I sound different still? I mean, it sounds like good, but like it's just, yeah, you can intro the weeks. Do I sound much different? Do it's like, it feels like change? it's like a, no, it feels like it's like a sound surround thing. Surround sound. Are you sure one of your headphones wasn't off and now it's on? Maybe. That could have easily been it. It doesn't matter. I can hear you. You can hear me. I made a dumb mistake and I forgot my big headphones at home. That's fine. Um, okay, fifty week 51. Now this is what I call a penultimate playlist. I got more creative with the names this week. <laughs> Diego, um, this, these two weeks are really good. Really, I was going to say this was some of my weaker performances. And like, I was just like throwing songs at this point, like, and see what sticks. I think week 51 from you isn't great, but 52 is pretty good. Okay. Well, we'll see. I'll have the playlist open too this time because I don't remember. This has been a while since I looked at these playlists. Do you have any shout outs, Mike? Oh, I have many. Okay. Um, I didn't better on notes this last episode because i had to i'm just gonna say all of mine are shout outs they're longer shout outs but i don't have a really long note this week wonderful day like today was that by uh, frankie randall that was really nice i like the the las vegas ass alcohol sounding shit well you can just sorry i didn't mean to cut you off no it's when you're done i really Go. I was just going to say, because that's like my first note, and I think we can talk about this dueling, because I think we both like this song. Mostly because I remember you talking about liking this song. Yeah. Back in the day. Um, Yeah, Frankie Randall is a, a crooner that never made it from the 1960s. Why does it feel like you made it, though? I know him. Do you? I mean, you, you showed me the song. Okay, well you know you know this song. Yeah. <laughs> That's about he only had like two other songs. Uh but he was most known for uh co-hosting and appearing on the Dean Martin TV show in the 1960s. But he never seemed to make it big in the scene. 1960s was kind of late for the crooner era. Like Dean Martin was already is, kind of out of it. That is late for the crooner era. So Dean Martin had like a show, but he wasn't I mean he was recording music, but it was the Rat Pack era or even that was this is after the Rat Pack too. Um but yeah, a gem that I found in the algorithm gods just gave it to me. Uh, what I think you like it, Mike, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you like it because it's just like a fun song. It's very simple. Yeah. And like something out of it's, a Spongebob episode is what I think of it it's as. Kinda like, like a, it's like a Caro Caro Benito song, but it's like with a crooner. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that like vibe and rhythm. It's just such a like a... I would say uncomfortably happy song where it's like, it's like a Martin Scorsese song where the guy's getting chopped up, but this is playing in the background because it's funny. And it's like, like a wonderful day, like today. And he's just like smash. And just like, that's, that's a pretty Scorsese thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this song I lo- comes. I love that. Know, Can I, I love um, when there's a, a song, a song dissident is what it's called. Fits really weirdly like that. Yeah, like uh, stuck in the middle with you. Yeah, that's like I guess that started movies. That started the trend. Was it that? Yeah, it was probably around there that it started. 
that's one of my favorite tropes in films. So I think me and Mike can both agree on that. Oh yeah, no, I, I agree with that. That's one of my favorite tropes too. Um, um th- but this song just it's like get my like little shit out, my little research out. Uh, uh, Broadway show. It was from a Broadway show in 1965 called "The Roar of the Grease Paint the, the, and the Smell of the Crowd," which also gave us "Feeling Good." Uh, you know that song. Uh, most people know the version by Michael Bublé. Oh, I shook my head. No, I do not. <laughs> I forgot that the listeners can't look at me. Do you, you don't know that song? I'm feeling good. Da, da, da. Oh, that's, that's okay. Song. Of course, I know it's that. from the same Broadway show which is most famous from the Nina Simone version, but most people know it from the Michael Bublé version. But yeah, writing duo from of Leslie <laughs> Briscuse and Anthony Newley. So classic crooner cover song, or uh, other people write the songs for the crooners. Just interesting. But Bruna. I'm sorry. Keep going, okay. Mike. Back to my notes. Um, so this was around New Year's Eve and around then last year. Uh, MF Doom passed away. Um, I have rhymes like dimes by him on this playlist. I heard like a decent amount of him before he passed away, but unfortunately, one of those things where I was introduced to him more when this happened. And this song, among others, I've heard are really dope. This is like more of a chill beat that reminds me of like a an open mic eagle type. But his MF Doom's best talent obviously lies in like his verbiage and rhyming. His like other more heavy and rough songs that even have that too. It's a uh, like a lot of it's like very unique experiences for rap his songs, um, because of all that. It's it's good stuff. I like guys. So he was so talented. It was a tough loss. You have any MF Doom thoughts, Eagle? Uh, I I did actually write about this mostly because uh, not mostly because, but one of the things was this, <laughs> the co-writer or the co-producer is DJ Cucumber Slice. Top notch name for a artist. That's all you have to say about. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I said uh, I wish I got into him sooner too. The song uh, sounds like a mix between like cool jazz instrumentals with rapping on top of it, which I think is more interesting than a lot of other rap music of today. Yeah. And like, I don't know if you said this, but the clever, it, his geekiness is what makes him stand out. He makes like clever references from like Spock to the Alamo. Which I yeah, don't well, think a lot of people are like doing that or did. I mean, that. his he has a whole character, right? He's he's like made himself a a supervillain. That's the most geeky thing ever. Yeah, he has and whole he's... albums. I looked into, and it was like he like the whole album is like a comic book with uh, Zarface, which is another uh, character in that universe, and also a rapper. Uh, and so, if you like, if you like the geekiness and the like, not trolliness, but cleverness in his lyrics with geeky references uh czarface is another great guy to listen to yeah he had, he had like several characters he used to play in his songs right yeah it, he had it, yeah i like artists that go beyond he's like a david bowie-esque like getting into ziggy stardust character to play yeah. a part which is very i appreciate that in artistry yeah. mf doom is cool r.i.p um more notes. I like Run the Jewels a lot. Their music really feels like it's made for TV and movies. You know, it's like TV and movies. It's pretty hard hitting. Interesting group. I know you like them. Um, last song by Edward Bear is really nice. This is a My Dad song. And this dude has like a quintessential like voice I like from that time. I can 
listen to like nine million songs that fit this vibe and I will. Um we have one like exactly like this in the next week too. Um the song from the Peanut Butter Falcon was pretty nice. I should see that movie. What was it called, Seagull? I'm sorry. I like write notes down without it's okay. putting down no, the name me, of the song. Let me look. Running for so long. House a home. House house a home. Yeah. I know you raved about that movie. I never saw it. It's a really good movie. I, it's under it's underappreciated for what it is. Yeah. Or underviewed. Um, I celebrate by Anderson Pack. Um, this is an artist I've heard so much of about, and I never really let myself listen to them until like somebody played it at a function, and I thought this song was really good. Um, people rave about how talented this guy is, and I can kind of see it. Like, it's I don't I'm not like super in love with the song, but like everything here is just super like tight. Everything about the song, from like every aspect, is kind of like solid, and there's no I can't really poke any holes into it. Like the lyrics are satisfying. The beat is really nice. The voice is all around the good artist. Um, the New Year's Day by Pentatonics. Pentatonics. It's an artist I've kind of dabbled in, and no one is really. This is one of their better songs. I feel like you know. It's I don't know if it's a. Co- I think it's an original song, right? It's not yeah. a cover. No. Um, I feel like they can carry either one, a, co- a cover or an original song. Either way, I think the like these lyrics kind of tie it together nicely. Um. I have the Zelda Ocarina of Time with Lyrics by Brentel Floss, who kind of like a classic internet guy. He used to do this thing where he would just take the melodies of songs and write lyrics over them from video games. Um, it's kind of a comedic thing. Um, it's funnily, this is, has to be like, I don't know if this is the longest song on the playlist. No. I but think this, this is, is technically like eight minutes. This is like nine minutes. Well, the doors I think is twelve. So okay, yeah, I was I was thinking that's probably longer than this. I yeah. remember, but um, I just thought it was funny. It's like this and the doors that are <laughs> <laughs> up there in runtime. Um, this is like to me a peek into like a much more fun time of the video game internet era of like YouTube. The a lot of the my favorite or like the best creators hadn't really sold out and burnt out already. The very like vulnerable like, nerdiness of all that stuff, like pre TikTok. I miss it. Brett Floss is one of those people, like Game Grumps and that vibe. I guess PewDiePie. I don't really know what's going on with him lately. That was a joke. That's the only guy I can think of. <laughs> um, I have a very long note. You can probably guess what that's about, but you can go first. Well, there's two origami angel songs, so which? Yeah, one? I mean, I I put them together. Oh, okay. Well, I'll yeah. I'll do if I'll run through with you that we kind of my final notes on origami angel too, so I can lead into your origami talk. Um, but like my Mike mentioned, uh, the ground below by Run the Jewels. Uh, the end of 2020 was like when I started to try. Or the end of 2019, I guess. I think it was the end of 2019 because that's where the playlist idea actually came from where I was trying to expand my music taste and one of the first bands I got into I might be wrong on this when did Run the Jewels come out? This might have been in 2020. Let me just double check. Oh, it came out in 2020. Whatever. I listened to this I I wanted to get more in depth with genres that I didn't touch and Mike had introduced me to like Origami Angel, although I love pop, pop punk and punk music already. I guess they're considered emo, Midwest emo. 
but uh hip-hop i never really touched or r&b but they're more hip-hop and so i i think one of our friends alex told me to listen to run the jewels if i remember correctly i might might be getting things wrong but doesn't really matter alex has a good music taste shout out I, he's listening alex does have a very good music taste he he made me listen to the fugees and uh lauren oh god lauren hill the miseducation of lauren hill i think is the album that she made anyway very good album uh but when i started to expand my music taste run the jewels was one of my first killer mike and lp it's a great way to introduce yourself to some of the best of hip-hop has to offer nowadays uh hip-hop has a unique way uh that it takes a few listener few listens to understand all the references which i appreciate i'm a lyrics guy and i think mike is too so like pulling apart or looking at the lyrics after you listen to it it's like i get that reference or sometimes you have to actually like dig a little deeper to understand like there's beef or something in the community that you don't understand i am a lyrics uh, guy i feel like i'm an aesthetics guy first though okay but it'll, it'll be like a hard like a lyric has to click really good for me to really you're definitely yeah. like a chorus guy if like the chorus is like especially in pop punk songs or i love you know, a good chorus yeah yes I think we both appreciate that, that you could scream it at a concert back at the person singing it, because <laughs> yeah. that's, that's just great. That's a great feeling. Any Mountain Goat song, or a lot of Mountain Goat songs are like that. They always make me think of that. Can we talk about Mountain Goat's concerts? Have you ever been, uh, looked into it? No, I haven't. I want to go They're to very, one. like, unique experiences, apparently. They're kind of just chill, but people are, like, singing along, and you can yell stuff to them. He seems like that kind of guy. He's, he's kind of like, just like sitting there and like talking to people while he's in between the songs too. That's cool. Shit. I I appreciate yeah. artists that do that, and they're not just like yeah. sold out stadium shows because those can kind of. I know. Get... I feel like you would appreciate that, and you like the Mountain Goats, so you should try and go on one. Eh, let's see if the world ends. But if the world doesn't, we get to talk about. We didn't have our when we were young discourse at the beginning of it. Oh shit! We'll talk about yeah. that. The middle, maybe of this in between the weeks. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that. Fuck, I for yeah, we gotta talk about that because that's <laughs> I wanted in the record. Uh, uh, yeah, Easter eggs. Uh, leaving the clever lyrics. Killer Mike uh, delivers so tremendously on this song and album too. So if you really like Killer Mike, is great. Just you can just I listen to his Killer Mike. But this going completely away from hip hop though. Beautiful life by the collection. Uh, a song that I recommended is I'm a sucker for good power folk anthem songs, which I consider this song uh, with, like we said, an expansive chorus and feel that you can feel during the, the core, the chorus part, and good harmonies and this like expansive sound that like builds as the song progresses. Um, especially with the whole motif of like beautiful life, even though it's really like you need those uplifting songs sometimes. And that's what this delivers. Uh, checks all the boxes. It's a song that you put on and you stare out the window during a car ride and remember the beauties and insanity that we are alive and the world is working and operating around us for now. <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah, that's what I said for some reason. I guess I was getting like philosophical when I wrote these notes. And it has horns, so who doesn't love it? Uh, really put that at the end to just <laughs> calm it down. Uh, Okay, my my final note that'll lead into Mike's longer note is the air up here by the Origami Angel by Origami Angel. God, I gotta get their name right. Fifty two weeks. I should know their fucking name by now. 
uh, now known as Gami Gang, but they on a lot of social media. Uh, uh, this is one of my favorite Origami Angel songs because it does one of my favorite album tropes. What does it do, I Mike? I know what it is. It like references the rest of the songs in the album. It's the last song and it does all that. Yeah, apparently it's called album closure or reprise, referencing yeah. other songs in the album and smashing them together to complete the story. And this that this city will always have your back. Go ahead, Mike. I love this song, but go ahead. Okay, Mike. this is your guy. So this is my final conclusion on Origami Angel. So my this is talking about they're like the album generally, but I'll get to both. Find Your Throne and The Air Up Here by Origami Angel in this paragraph. Um, Somewhere City at the end of the day is an album about encouraging and helping a friend find their happy place. Um, Somewhere City can be a feeling and is often an actual place, a thing, whatever that feels like the best part of your childhood and your heaven. Somewhere City more often than not is the illusion in your brain that a certain place or thing will fix you permanently that being transported there is a forever fix. Um, You know, in the song, the title track, it says that explicitly the secret is it's in your brain yada 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 um i feel like i hear people talk about like cities or like going home like it's gonna fix everything but a few weeks later they're needing to go back go somewhere else they're not doing well i feel like that idea kind of applies to that too um somewhere city the place this album is about is different than that it's a place where that cycle never existed and the wonder from childhood persisted where Danny Phantom played on Infinite Loop and there are free streams of Dr. Pepper everywhere. It's actual childhood. Um, the air up here caps off those concepts, driving home. The feeling in the air up here is just different. Wherever it is, there's something in the air up here. Um, Find Your Throne is the climax of the album. An anthemic, you're the goddamn king of the universe sequence really sticks out. I thought this especially was something to hold into you going to 2021. Some wild encouragement. So I put these on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. So I'm going to do the thing you do and end this note by asking you a question, which is what is your somewhere city? Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Ah, God. But I mean, you can can do multiple. Somewhere city isn't a real place, you said. It's like a child. I said it could be. I mean, like, the not the actual, I was talking about the the made up somewhere city that Origami Angel made up for the album. I mean, not somewhere city. Like, the idea, like if I'm gonna go for a physical place that's like always gonna be like wonder wonder for me, I would think it's our hometown, especially since I've moved away from it. Yeah, uh, me and Mike's hometown, not just like anybody's hometown. Although a lot of people have, if you if you grew up in one area for your whole life, like me and Mike did, it's kind of weird. It's like that always is like sort of like your area. It's your town, bro. It's the yeah, exactly. That's mascot and everything. Your hometown, like people, like how I feel about my hometown and how people feel, people feel about their hometown in certain cities is kind of what brought me to the conclusion I have about the album. Like, you know, there's just there's something in the air up here. Like, it's different. This is this is the place. If I, if I, uh... If I have to name a place that's not a city or like a place, I, the place that I always feel like I wonderment, this is like such a stupid thing. But I think Mike could relate to this also. 
Detroit and specifically Comerica Park, where is the yeah, no, baseball that's, stadium Detroit Tigers play at? That's a good uh, answer. I go there every year, or I try to go there every year. Haven't been able successful for the last few to go there with my dad because that's like the place that I grew up watching baseball. Even though I'm from New York, which a lot of people find weird, I'm sure Mike is similar with like Shea Stadium or now City Field. Yeah, uh, I like, guess that's somewhere city in a way. I I think a better answer for me would be like my relative's house when I go to Christmas for like my uncle perfect. Joe's or my aunt Denise. Shout those out places. to Uncle Joe and Denise. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's origami oh. usual, folks. I'm done talking about them. <laughs> I mean, really I, until we get to the, until we get to the, uh, the bracket, probably. I'm assuming they'll show up there. It is really interesting that it, it took a whole year to talk about an album, and that you recommended a whole album basically throughout the year. Yeah. Um, Hard recommend I, on Somewhere City and Origami Angel. And I recommend it too, because even without Mike's like amazing descriptions, and God forbid Craig fucking fucks this recording up, I'm gonna wring his fucking neck. Craig is the recording bot that we use. If anything got cut from Mike's amazing explanation at the end here, I will fucking sue Discord. Um, because <laughs> I'm sick of this shit. You gonna sue Microsoft? Time, every time. Discord. Every fucking time, Mike has this amazing speech about Origami Angel because. You could tell he's passionate about this band, and I love that he's passionate about this band. He's got me into this band now. Um, Discord's like, fuck you. I'm like, no. No, fuck you. Not uh, anymore. Fuck you, uh, Discord. But Dick Sword. Yeah, somewhere said, geez. Really good wrap-up to that album, Mike. And thank you for introducing me to Thank you. I Angel. wanted to do it justice. You did a very good job, and I God God forbid Discord fucks this up. I will delay the episode so you can reread your paragraph because I'm not gonna let that slide. Um, okay, top five. Hey, time. hey guys, if you if you haven't listened to Origami Angel Somewhere City, by the way, fucking do it. <laughs> what have <laughs> What have you been doing for fucking 2021? Now into 2022, it's like 30 minutes. It's punk. It's awesome, or emo, I guess, technically. Maybe my favorite album of all time, I don't know. It's, it's a very good, it's a very good fucking album. I wouldn't put it on my top ten, personally, but it's up there. <laughs> um, it's top, hmm. it's definitely the top 50, let's call it, let's say that. That's good, I mean, considering they're, like, not really your band. So, if this sounds weird, my mic broke. And Discord didn't record correctly, so I've had to re-record this. My top five is Running for So Long, House of Home by Parker Ainsworth, Butch Walker, Paris Jackson, and Jesse Payo. It was surprising to learn, and I said this in the episode, that Paris Jackson is actually Michael Jackson's daughter. So she worked on either this album or something with this soundtrack, which is interesting. Four, it was Rhymes Like Dimes by MF Doom and DJ Cucumber Slice. Three was Beautiful Life by The Collection. Two, The high, the Air Up Here by Origami Angel. God, I messed up on the re-recording too. And one was A Wonderful Day Like Today by Frankie Randall. Now back to Mike and your regularly scheduled programming. Okay, so five, I have Zelda Ocarina of Time with Lyrics by Parental Frost. 
Four, I have Wonderful Day Like Today by Frankie Randall. Three, I have Last Song by Edward Bear. And two, I have Air Appear by Origami Angel. And one, I have Find Your Throne by Origami Angel. So I think I win. Air Appear wins. Yeah, and I think that means I clinch like winning. Yeah, that's something we could talk about too. Because <laughs> I think when I was doing the bracket, I found out that we actually tied enough that I think if I won all the weeks that we tied, we'd be like one apart. But I think you clinch it now, even if we. Yeah give the ties up or no even without the ties because they're ties i'm like three off or something or two off whatever i don't win mike wins congrats <laughs> fuck you craig you Craig sounding crisp today oh, craig go fuck himself um he's sounding healthy so congrats to who won congrats origami to, angel congrats to origami angel for winning this one of the the penultimate playlist. And before we get into the final one, as I have titled this last playlist, uh, uh yeah, we got to talk about something Mike brought up because we yeah, forgot this about... is music related. I mean, Siegel have been talking about this a lot the past week. So which I had is to look the up. Uh, the huge fucking emo punk uh gig that is going viral because the of how win. excited people are. It's called the when yeah. when we when you were when we were young, I don't know. But when, when we you were, were young, younger, but it, it it's spurring controversy because it sounds like it might be a disaster to actually run. And the more I mean, people think about it, the worse it sounds. Yeah, every day there's like more like how the fuck are they going to pull this off? First off, there's 65 bands. There were 65 bands playing on one day. They've added a second day. But there's still they're going to be 65 plans bands playing on both days, same bands, same lineups supposedly because they haven't announced like day one is this and day two is that. So that means the same bands are playing both days. The tickets are outrageously expensive and people are already like buying them and reselling them for like hundred percent more or like upsale. Uh, and bands don't even know that they're on the gig. Which apparently is normal. Managers like figure out the band schedule and then tell the bands. But like, a lot of bands didn't get told by their managers <laughs> that they were on this playlist. Like, it was like a sudden thing. Like, it's just like that's why it happens like that. But like, the fact that bands are like, apparently, we're playing with My Chemical Romance. Which, if you're an emo kid, you're like, My Chemical Romance is like the shit of like one of the greatest bands considered for like emo kids. Um, so to be on this and they've been broken up they haven't played that's like one of the big things is a lot of these bands because they're like 2000s pop punk bands don't play anymore so they're like reuniting for this festival that they haven't played music together in like 10 years and there's all these debates online but I don't actually know if this will go bad I am just scared for it Oh, and, and Mike pointed out to me, and now I've seen it a lot of times, that the same people that put on Astro World are putting on this show. Astro World, yeah. literally people died. <laughs> and now we're going to have an emo mosh pit, which I think people will be more respectful because they're old I mean, emos. It's, it's Live Nation, right? So they're, yeah. they also have done a lot of other stuff besides Astro World that haven't ended poorly. To be fair, there's like I think they're a pretty big touring company. But it's also... 
just that com- that being recent and combined with how sketchy this sounds. And combined with COVID, because I think that's another yeah. thing people are completely like... Sure. Pandemic. Nothing's happening. That's... So, yeah, the When We Were Young festival, whatever the fuck you want to call it, uh, is something to keep on your radar if you're an emo kid. I'm really pissed that Origami Angel isn't in it. Like, well, and it's not... Mom Jeans made it, which was surprising. Oh, wait, Mom Jeans is in this. Yeah. Because I thought the whole point of this was like, oh, throwback old, like, Mom Jeans is like a current emo band. And... A lot, like, 90% are like 2000s pop punk bands. Like, the All-American Rejects, who aren't on the poster. They're probably one of the biggest bands in the lineup. They're not even on the poster. Mom Jeans is on the poster. The All-American Rejects are not on the poster. <laughs> are Mom playing Jeans in just... this event. Dropped an EP and you recommended me a few of the songs. They were they were decent. I don't know if they're like great, but I like. Yeah, that was all right. I don't know if they'll be able to. How did I forget the name of the album? Uh, I don't remember. Like the big breakup album. I know the picture. I don't remember the album. Yeah, I do know the picture. Mom jeans. Mom jeans. Best buds. Was the name of the album. But yeah, I'm looking at the uh, the picture that they posted to promote this when we were young thing, and it's like Paramore, who's broken up, I think is broken up. The most surprising one is Bright Eyes, which we talked about twice on this playlist. Yo, Bright Eyes. They don't seem like a band that should be like front build as big as they are, but apparently they are. Uh, Jimmy Eat World, who's another huge band that I think is pretty much broken up, but one time only kind of thing. That's the whole, a lot of appeal to this concert is that, like, one time only you'll see the My Chemical Romance, or Paramore's technically not broken up. Actually, they're getting back together and making a new album, which people are excited about, so they're not broken up anymore. Um, But yeah, I think it's going to be a shit show, and I want to go on record saying it's going to be a shit show. You first sent me, like, yo, I want to go to this, and then, like, slowly progressed into, like, wait, what the fuck? Well, originally it was one day, 65 bands, 12 hours, which uh, people like did the math and it's like 11 minutes, which isn't like, that's like two songs per band. And then people came out and they're like, well, they can do this rotating stage thing. So once the first band's done, they rotate off and the second, but it's like, that's two songs still. They get two songs. (laughs) So two songs, three stages, all playing towards each other. Are you going to turn your head and just like watch each stage as you turn? How are they going to centralize the sound? Because it's all outdoors. It's not going to be Warp Tour. So it's uh, scary. Scary yeah. times. Um, uh, more power to you if you're going, but it does scare me a little bit. More power to you if you anteed up the money to go. <laughs> the yeah. base price was like 250 Where is it? It's in day. Vegas? Yeah, it's Vegas uh, play, uh, playground, Vegas fairgrounds. Also, security—that's a whole other thing. Security is going to be the biggest thing. A bunch of old emo kids. I guess they're not kids. Thirty-year-olds, forty-year-olds, and us. But like, I'm an old soul, as Mike knows. So yeah, so you was an old soul. I identify as like a ninety-five-year-old. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, anyway. Let's get into it. I just wanted to get on record. Be, and I put this in the title of the episode. So we get... The final week. Yes. Week 52. This is really, 
unironically sad. I'm never gonna do this again. Again, I'd like to reiterate because whenever like sadness happens, I just this is my defense mechanism. We're not dead. We're not dying. You could follow us. We'll post things. Okay. Yeah. Fine. I I'm sentimental about literally everything. I'm sorry. I, no, I get it. I know. I know you, Mike. I get it. You're like I get. I it. hated college, and even when I was leaving, I was like, "This is my last time walking out this door." I'm like, I I hate college, and I'm in it, and. The first time around, I'm not sentimental about, but I get your feeling because I do like think about going, like going back to the campus and reroute, rewalking what the ways I walked. Yeah, even though I, I'm, I'm like, sentimental about everything, even like experiences I didn't like. I just think about like, damn, what's remember your that worst time? experience that you like that you now like, Mike? Um, you don't have to say this if you don't. It's too personal. I don't know. I had a job in the city once, and it was really tough. I had to commute like two hours there, back and forth. Um, and I st- think about like the commute sometimes, and like the music I listen to, and I like I glamorize that in my head. That's a lot. There's a lot of examples like that. I have a playlist literally for that. Oh, you do a type lot of music I listen now. to. So yeah. You romanticize life, whereas I just yeah. shit on it. <laughs> I also have what the kids call main character syndrome. So I, I, part of why I make a big deal out of everything, I feel like. I think I'm like the third layer down. I don't think I even qualify for antagonist. <laughs> Whatever the third character is. Like I'm the kid I'm the kid that has one line and then gets like booted off the show because I don't know, he said something on Twitter. And he replaces them with a the new character. Oh, got canceled, bro. Oh, no, I got canceled. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's from that Kid Picks thing. Remember oh. Kid Picks? <laughs> oh, no. You hit the okay. Little... Yeah, okay. Shout out to Kid I... Picks. Um... Do you want to do notes? You should do notes first because you talk about the songs correctly. And give their artist a name <laughs> so people know what they're talking about when I say them. When Mike just goes, I like this song. What song is it, Mike? That one. Third no, one. I'll just be like, oh yeah, BG's song is good. Uh, okay. Um, first song is uh, first shout out. I have a lot of good sh- good amount of shout outs and then one long song, one long note. Um, Empty Pages by Traffic, one of my dad's favorite bands. Uh, 1970s band. I have a question about your long note. Is it? Yes. Like, is it all of? Is it actually just about one song, or is it more about like the whole podcast? It's both. It's like a tie-up thing. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. This the song is about the ending in the podcast. Uh, we'll get to it. Yes, it's sure. Uh- <laughs> yeah, we can we can finish on that. That's why I asked. Oh yeah, I should finish because I think. Well, it doesn't matter. Well, whatever. Uh, welcome to Jam Radio, everybody. <laughs> we still haven't figured this shit out. We're on the last podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah. This song, Empty Pages, from their later catalog after uh, they had disbanded and got back together for the 1970 album, which is their fourth album. Obviously, it's one of my. Obviously, this is one of my. Why is it obvious? No one knows me. This is one of my favorite songs on the list because of the heavy organ throughout the song. Oh, that's why it's obvious it was an inside joke for the podcast. Because uh, you know I like organ. organ. Um, 
the clashing motif between the drums and the organ slash bass or guitar because I'm not that great of a musician guy. Uh, carry the int- that carry the instrumentals is such a unique choice that shows the turmoil of the of the that 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 shows the turmoil that as a writer one feels when starting at empty pages. A song about the troubles of writing a song and making movies. I love the meta ness of it. Um, no reason to lie. By Nate wants to battle Amelie and CJ Five, which I think is. Why is this get a shout out? What the fuck? It gets a shout out because I just wanted an excuse to talk about Among Us and how big it played into like 2020 for me and Mike. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Among Us was long, a, but, <laughs> but Among Us uh, was certainly a, a prevalent in 2020. God Among damn it, this game did not die. Like man, that trend lasted so long. And after it died, the meme lasted even longer. I so annoying. When you talk about how we just talked about romanticizing everything, the only thing I romanticized in the pandemic was late nights. Me and Mike would get on. What the fuck is happening? I look back to the screen, and Mike's just jumping up and down uh, with his tongue out. It was very creepy. Uh, (laughs) The only thing I romanticize in life is. from the pandemic not all of my life but the pandemic life was getting on discord late at night with our friends from back from all over the country now um and playing among us in this server where we were just fucking chaotic and just shitting on each other it was a all these great little stupid moments that were hilarious and among us got me through months of the pandemic with just joy like i was it was annoying to play but now that I look back at it, I love it, but I hate it at the that, same time. It's like that weird. is like a perfect example of something I didn't really enjoy, but also looking back, um, I glamorize. Yeah, because it was like painful. I also don't like playing Among Us, really. I'm not, I don't no, like No, I hated it, but <laughs> <laughs> my favorite moments. Mike has this voice that's like, I'm annoyed at you, Siegel. Shut the fuck up, which is some of my favorite, like, my chaotic moments where I show it. <laughs> I just follow Mike throughout the map and do nothing else. And so he would get into the meeting and go, Siegel, stop following me. <laughs> go away. I'm like, Mike did it. Mike killed. <laughs> Mike would just, just pissed at me. Was... You remember when we played Fall Guys and all you, that you did one time was just like follow, like you just keep grabbing onto me? Those are like, I'm a pretty like stable person, but to fuck with Mike is just beautiful moments for me. And I don't know. I think that's like one of my favorite things about our relationship. Mike is just, I love you because you tolerate my stupidity. <laughs> and you're like one of the only people I can like be stupid around. <laughs> and like, Stupidity. Uh, so yeah, Among That's Us. Weird. The song was okay, but more just talk about Among Us. Yeah, no, uh, I, I get it. Uh, and apparently it was by streamers or something. I looked it up. I didn't understand it. Yeah, Nate wants to battle. He has a lot of songs about video games. Amelie has like English covers of anime songs. Is is he? Does Nate wants to battle the Anisanus dude? Anisanus, the Markiplier. I, I have no godforsaken idea what that oh, okay. is. I know that was a big thing. <laughs> internet people, I don't know. You're more internet-y than me. Kansas City by Albert King, a song that, that I was glad to show Mike, even though I had no intention of him liking it. It was <laughs> such a classic bluesy song. A lot uh, of songs named after places. 
spicy yeah it's a classic way to structure a song uh i just feel good when i listen to it i think the I think one thing I failed to mention when discussing songs in the pod was the good feeling certain songs made me had. Most indescri- most are indescribable, and maybe that's why I didn't, but it's just a fun time like any solar blues song from the 1960s. I guess what some would consider a guilty pleasure era or area for me, but I wear it loud and proud. 1960s era is the best music era. I don't think, no, my guilty pleasure is Jason Derulo. I like Jason Derulo early stuff, even though I should. Big Time Rush is my guilty pleasure. Big Time Rush is another great guilty pleasure. Although they're shouldn't even be a guilty pleasure. They're fucking good. As, they're just actually just good. Yeah, but their new song sucks. I'm sorry. really. Yeah, I didn't like it. I thought it was. Uh, I didn't think it was amazing. I thought it was fine. You recommend yeah, it? I think it's more just like the nostalgia of it that I like their stuff. Uh, uh <laughs> everybody gets a kitten by Jeremy Mezer Smith. This is one of my last songs because it was painfully optimistic, which I am not. I think this was just my hope that 2021 would be better. It was, I guess, better than 2020. But here's hoping to 2022 to being better. And this is why. Uh, yeah, Siegel. Manifest a great year for yourself. Uh, but I'm more of a dog guy myself. Uh, drive it like you stole it. Sing Street. God damn it, go watch Sing Street. It is one of the best films of all time. This is a... like. Best original songs of all time. It lost a fucking La La Land, which is bullshit at the Academy Awards. It didn't get nominated. I'm still salty about this. Go watch Sing I mean, Street. I haven't seen Sing Street, but La La Land definitely deserved it. La La Land got two song nominations. Sing Street got zero. BS. Hollywood's rigged. Fuck La La Land. <laughs> Sing Street is La La so Land much is better. really good. It's, it's just good though. I know you like La La Land. I didn't like La La Land. I know people I like to hate better. on it. Because it's, I don't know, but. Um, go watch Sing Street. I think it's on Netflix. If it's not, get it. Watch it. It's amazing. 1980s coming of age story in Ireland. They start a band to impress a girl. It's not like groundbreaking story-wise, but it's groundbreaking musically. It's amazing. And I think it's a play now also, which is, or a musical, not a play. Uh. I just like the tie-in to Into the Mystic by Van Morrison coming full circle from Days of Our Lives, Days Like This from Week 2, that he would make an appearance 50 weeks later on our playlist with Mike's recommendation of Into the Mystic. Just Isn't this song a banger, though? Do you like it? I have problems with Van Morrison now, where I can't separate his stupidity from his art. He's an anti-vax guy. Uh, oh, just like nice. Eric Clapton, so it's like it's it's more difficult for me to enjoy his music now because of his stupidity. <laughs> remember the guy, remember the guy whose song you totally took off, and that guy. Fuck that guy too. <laughs> I remember what his, who his Good. name was. Well, I'm gonna cut it if you say it, so it doesn't matter. I don't actually remember what his name is either. <laughs> That's how irrelevant he was to this playlist. Anyway, Mike, you want to do your shoutouts? Okay, so I'm fucking sweating. How Jesus about Christ. I do I do all my notes and then you finish with your yeah. big note? Yeah. Um, on the heels of what Siegel said about Van Morrison, this is the exact same category as with Edward Bear before. It strikes that beautiful balance of sound with this voice and sincerity. It's hard to like make you nostalgic for something that doesn't exist when it comes to this time period, like I said, but it's 
this and like last song by Edward Bear really do that for some reason. Um, Doctor My Eyes by Jackson Brown. I talked about it's another example of that. Oh. That song Brandy. Talk about like, the sea in that nice, really chill way. I was so Old-timey. confused. I'm like these aren't on this playlist. Like I know both of those songs. I'm like, oh, he's, he's comparing them. I get it now. It's like Aaron. Oh, um, Karen. I have Beneath the Mask and Your Affection, both songs from the Persona video game series. Um, around a year ago, Atlas dropped the soundtrack to the Persona series on Spotify. And damn, I listened to the fuck out of those because they're all really good. Um, Persona 5 is like dark anime take on a noir thing. Um, Persona 4 is like bright spring and summertime in Japan type feeling. These both are like huge nostalgia hits for me. Beneath the Mask was my PS4 screen for so long. Um, home screen. So I remember hearing that song throughout my college and home life for a long ass time. Um, Your Affection is a high school fave of my friends and mine. Um, I liked you No know, Reason for Lie. No Reason to Lie for some reason. I listened to it a lot for a lot for some reason. Um, and it's a I don't really know if I like would rate this song well, but it's kind of silly. It's also cool. I just I what I wanted to say mainly is if there were ever for some reason an Among Us movie, this would be the credit song. Um, which I mean I would not count that out. Um, fuck. What's the name of the song where the Bee Gees? There's no Bee Gees song. <laughs> Oh, there is a BG song, Jive Talking. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I feel like they're this is one of those artists you can just shuffle and all their songs sound the same, but they're all really good. Um I feel the same way about them that I do those other old songs I've been raving about this week, but in like a different way and like a younger person like dance club kind of way. This probably is like lower tier BGs, but pretty good, in my opinion. Um Buttersock by Carly Cosgrove. Carly Cosgrove is like a super straightforward emo band whose songs are all named after stuff from And Josh and iCarly. They're really easy emo listens and have some great lines. Did this song. Make, wait a minute. Did you just make a joke and not say the first guy's name? <laughs> you just said And Josh? <laughs> Who are you talking about, Seagull? It was And Josh. Drake and Josh? No, and Josh. fucking name. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, you can't belittle that. That's still a great show. Stop the nonsense. <laughs> I don't care what he did after. <laughs> um, I'm glad you caught that. Jesus fucking um, Christ! I would have stopped the nonsense. Buttersock. <laughs> I don't mean to brag, but I'm the most humble man I know, and I know every man. That land has stuck with me. Um, it's been on my on repeat for so long. Um, I don't think it's still there, but it was on there for a while, and I still kind of wanted to be. Oh my god, the last few notes of my career. <laughs> We're not dying. Um, so I have two more. Epilogue by Barnes Boulevard. I end, this is my last song on the playlist overall. I ended this year how I started it with like a poem hybrid song. Like, any you OGs remember Silence Between Two Special Songs? Um... This one is like a whimsical summertime beat with a woman describing a lover and reading um, like a poem about the person she wrote. Uh, well, they were like experiencing a 
a trip together, like a rainy cabin. It was it's really nice. It's not only compelling the poem itself, but like also brings us back a lens meta wise. Um, the song itself has some of like a precious summertime blissful vibe, staying in and looking into what feels like a snapshot of a random person's little story. It's beautiful and everything I like about media and the world, really. Um, and thank you for being a friend is my last thing I wanted to say. And I just wanted to say thank you for being a friend, Siegel. Good song. This is all a very fun experience. And I'm that's grateful also, we did it. That's also my last song. Yeah, I mean, I figured, so. Um, so, yeah, the final song that I will talk about, at least new song. Thank You for Being a Friend by Andrew Gold, as Mike mentioned. From 1978. I didn't realize this song. I mean, it makes sense this song is that old because it was theme song to Golden Girls. Uh, but uh, the original... Uh, it's in honor of the end of this playlist. Thank you for being a friend, obviously. and uh, But to Betty White as well, which would be more relevant if we did this a week ago. Um, but I didn't rewrite these notes. Fine. Uh, People have not forgotten about it. No, so if you don't know... God, if you don't know, I don't know. I'll, I don't know how you don't know. Golden Girls was a show uh, in the... Who, 70s? 80s? No, it must have been the 80s. Uh, seemed like uh, this seemed like the most appropriate. Sh- uh, th- that was the theme song, done by a different person, done by Cynthia Fee much later. Uh, this seems like the most appropriate way to end this, the long journey of this playlist and the eventual podcast. And although there is one more episode, this is the last new song, as I've said. Uh, Andrew Gold. This was a throwaway song to him. Took him an hour to write, and he was just kind of like, "Fuck it," and but it became one of his most known songs. His other most known song, Spooky Scary Skeletons, which became popular on TikTok uh, <laughs> 40 years later as well. Uh, yes, he wrote it that. It shivers down your spine, Siegel. He, he never even saw that song take off. He's, he died before TikTok was a thing, sadly. Uh, but, you know, that's life. Uh, but this song meant a lot to the end of this journey with me and Mike, as Mike pointed out. Uh, you know, taken through the year of hell that we did in 2020. Uh, this song is kind of just like a friendly reminder that I, to the last recommendation, where it's a good cap off. And also, I thought this was going to be the last fucking song I had to recommend, but then we did another whole fucking year. So that got ruined. Um, but the sentiment is still there. To be fair, uh, this, you, you, kinda, you recommended a really good one to end the second playlist. Oh, the Phantom Regret by Jim, the new. Yeah. If you like the weekend, yeah, uh, it's the end of that new album that he released. Uh, Jim Carrey is the voiceover, uh, or does the whole song. Um, but yeah, Mike, you have been one of my closest friends. I'm glad we got to take this journey together. I'm grateful for it. It was fun. I mean, we're not. We have one more episode, but we are done doing notes. Thank God. I never. I don't have to do notes this anymore. Podcast. <laughs> yeah it's crazy I have... I'm gonna look back at this huge document of notes one day and get sentimental just like I I talked about will this podcast become somewhere city who knows uh, if it does I'm sorry 
anyone that this podcast becomes some more city with all the delays and the stupid things. It was a learning experience for both of us. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, we uh, we did a podcast. I've never done a podcast before. We, I think we That's... both grew up a lot uh, yeah. in a year, shockingly. Uh, I certainly haven't having matured. A, but... Having a schedule a podcast into your life is... It's what it's how it sounds. You'd think it was easy, but it wasn't. But it's so, like it's also a super, especially one format like ours. It's a really fun journey, in my opinion. It's chaos and uh, organization all rolled into one. And God, it was long process. But we'll talk about this more in the next episode. Mike, thanks for being a friend. Let's do our top you too, five. Siegel. Thank you, Mike. Um. So. I'll go first. Yes. I have Everybody Gets a Kid in that five. Beneath the Mask at four. I kind of put Thank You for Being a Friend at number three, Courtesy. Um, I don't know if it would make it, but it's just what it represents, I guess. Your Affection at two. And Into the Mystic, number one. I think Thank You for Being a Friend one. Yeah, I was hoping it would. I feel like it just it would... I didn't put it that high, but I put it on more just as like a it's a good song. Don't get me wrong, but it's yeah, no, like, it is a good song. I don't know if I would, yeah. Uh, unless this song won, I don't remember your five. Five for me was "All My Friends" by LCD Sound System. Four was "Thank You for Being a Friend." Three, Kansas City. I don't know. This week was kind of weak for me, honestly. I'm disappointed with myself. Two, "Drive It Like You Stole It" by Sing Street and Empty Pages. Number one by Traffic. Can tell Mike is freezing, so we will do this quickly. Uh, wait, so who won? Thank you for being a friend. Yeah. One, I think okay. thank you for being a friend. One and final score is 36 to 30 to 26. I lost by 10. I question this. This will be no, this will be edited. That's not 10. I thought you said 36 to 26. No, 30 to 26. I still question this, which I still don't know how that works because that's not 52, but. <laughs> That I really question this. Yeah, that's um, 56. That's more. I wonder... Let me think. Did oh, we ever no. do a thing oh, where two songs you, won? Yes, and I think the tie weeks, you added both. Okay. So maybe that's how that works? I don't know. We'll figure. Yeah, because one should be... Like, if you only added one, it would be one up. So we tied three times. So if you subtract three from both of us, that's 27 to 23... Which is 50. Fuck it. I don't know. We'll figure this out off air. Uh, <laughs> Somebody won. It. Give me that Mike damn won. bucket. Uh, thank you. If you've made it this far, thank you. That's like, crazy. Yeah, I, I don't know what else to say at this point. It, we have one more episode, so we're not dying. Uh, we're not going away either yet. We may be doing other podcasts in the future. Siegel has talked about. Siegel has ideas. Why did I talk about yeah. being a third person? Um. Who knows? I might have ideas too. Oh. Yeah, I would be happy to help you produce a podcast, Mike. Yeah, um, we'll see. I don't. Who knows? Maybe we'll just be like, we're gonna jump on here randomly, and I'll post on the Instagram. So make sure to follow our Instagram if we randomly start posting on here again. It's just like we want to rant episodes, talk about maybe we were young festival in six months when that comes out and that disaster. Um. So follow our Instagram at JM Radio Pod. That will not be gone. 
we will be posting stuff there as always or it'll become less frequent so don't don't expect much but follow still it share still share we have one episode left maybe you can you can people can binge the podcast once it's over and then listen to our thoughts for the final one but yeah follow our instagram at jam radio pod don't forget the pod uh share it you know the usual uh oh am i supposed am i supposed to do the countdown now you got to count it down because we're switch rules i don't like this this is more this is more scary than the other countdown um and thank you shelby okay Uh, (laughs) i think i always gotta thank shelby he's like the third member of our team um yes you you've made the year great uh thanks for all the support uh yeah okay ready mike yeah three two one you You got got some listening listening to to do do. bye everyone that was the worst one yet bye (laughs) you were like seconds behind me (laughs) well (laughs) whatever we've never done it that way folks i'm sorry (laughs) i'll make it better in post excellent post fuck it we're doing it live Good. I'm trying to stop it. Please stop.